0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first in a new podcast series from Marketing Week called This Much I Learned. I'm Sarah Vizard, managing editor, and I'm kicking off this series into marketing careers. Data from a Marketing Week survey finds that almost half of UK brand marketers have seen furloughing or staff reductions in their business. And with the government looking to wind down the furlough scheme, there are expected to be redundancies as businesses reshape for a post pandemic world. With this in mind, Many marketers may find themselves having been made redundant or on a different career path to the one they imagined even a few months ago. And so in this series, we'll be speaking to people in the marketing industries whose career have taken a different path, whether because of sabbaticals, redundancies, or new or different opportunities coming along. Our guest on this first episode is Sarah Ellis. If you don't know Sarah, she is the co-founder, along with Helen Tupper, of career consultancy Amazing If. She's also a co-host on the Squiggly Careers podcast and best-selling co-author of the Squiggly Career. She previously worked in marketing for brands including Sainsbury's, Boots and Barclays and was managing director of the agency Gravity Road. So I'm sure you'll agree she's well equipped to offer some thoughts and guidance about taking a different path through your career. We've obviously asked you to come on this podcast. So we think you've got like a really great range of experience. I wondered if you just wanted to talk us through kind of how you ended up Uh, working at Amazing If and kind of the the career that took you to where you are now?
1: Of course. Um, So I've started my career spending really the first 15, 16 years working in a variety of really big brands, brands like Boots, Blatsoe Smith Kine, um, Barclays and then Sainsbury's for six years. And then actually moved to be managing director for a creative agency called Gravity Road, um, who are part of the You and Mr. Jones group. So um, I I did that role for a couple of years. And Amazing If, um, which is actually my my own business, uh, which I co-founded with my business partner, Helen Tupper, has been around for seven years. So we started it seven years ago. And it was really, I would say, not even a side project because side projects didn't even exist in those days. It wasn't even a fashionable phrase as it is now. It was really just something we were both interested in, which was kind of how careers are changing. We both started our careers thinking the job to do was to climb the ladder as quickly as possible. And it was all about moving our way up the hierarchy step by step. And we had started to feel in our own jobs and in our own careers and also the teams that we were leading that actually careers weren't really simple and straightforward anymore. They were full of change and ambiguity and actually even more possibility and our work kind of means more to us than it probably ever has done before and we spend a lot of time at work so we want that to be time well spent and time that we enjoy and we started to recognize that you know everyone's view of a successful career was becoming much more personalized it was you know people who were kind of successful in inverted commas weren't necessarily the people getting to just the top of the ladder they were people who were doing work that they were really passionate about, that they were enjoying, they were finding really fulfilling. And we we were really interested in how could we help people to do that, to enjoy the work that they did in a very kind of practical um, and useful way. It was really an idea, not a business. Um, And we kept doing that alongside our day jobs for for a long period of time. And then finally, um, about a year ago or so now, both Helen and I decided that we were going to give it a go. So we've left corporate life, which we both enjoyed. Um, and certainly it wasn't something that we were trying to escape. And we've gone from companies of, you know, a couple of hundred thousand people to a company of two. So my my working reality now is, is very different to what it has been for the majority of my
0: career. You obviously left Gravity Road three or four months ago. I mean, would you have done that if you'd known what was coming with coronavirus?
1: Yeah, I think I would. Um, I've spent a lot of time uh, thinking about my values, so the things that really motivate and drive me, um, and my strengths, so where I'm particularly useful, where I add the most value. And I think I'd started to see that within Amazing If, within the the business that I'd started to run, kind of on the side over the last couple of years, that it felt like the right time for me to almost to kind of take the next experiment, I guess, and to kind of explore the next possibility um i don't think now any of us have just just kind of one career i think we all have multiple careers multiple futures um and we never know exactly what's going to happen in the future we kind of we can't predict the future um and actually it felt like a really big deal for me kind of leaving behind you know uh, whether it's kind of big corporate jobs or leaving behind kind of the marketing world because it's the world that i knew and i i got all my a lot of my connections and you feel obviously safe and secure the more you feels familiar, the kind of better you feel, I guess. So particularly at the moment, with the level of uh, unpredictability and uncertainty, there's a good argument for kind of sticking with that, what feels kind of the most safe and most familiar. But equally, I think it's when we do things where we get to use our strengths and live our values, which is when we feel at our most kind of stretched and when we really enjoy the work that we do and so i'm not saying it's not scary running your own business in the midst of um a crisis because it absolutely is and um you know there's been days where i've certainly felt i think more anxious and stressed than i i think i ever have in any in any other job that i've done but equally um i wouldn't change it and i'm incredibly thankful i think to be running the our business with someone else i think having a business partner makes a massive difference because It's true, the kind of cliche of running your own business, the highs are higher, the lows are lower. And particularly at the moment where you're trying to navigate so many unknowns and you're trying to figure out what does it mean for your business?
0: I think doing that by yourself um, would be really intimidating. Have you seen a change in the sorts of things that people are coming to talk to you guys about at the moment?
1: Well, we talk about this thing called the squiggly career. So, you know, the fact that, as I sort of mentioned, that careers are less kind of linear and straightforward and that now um, it's all about exploring possibilities, experimenting, using your strengths, living your values. And I think that has remained relevant, which is really good for us. And I think organizations and brands still want to invest in their people and kind of support people through their career development. More specifically, there are a couple of topics that, I think, um, are probably even more relevant than they were previously. One which I find I find them more reassuring, but this one in particular, is that um, every organization, certainly we spoke to, were really thinking about um, how they could support all of their people with their mental health. So it's, it was Mental Health Awareness Week a couple of weeks ago. and And it's not just about that week, but actually people kind of thinking, you know, we know that this is a really tough time. So what do we need to put in place? How do we help people kind of cope with this new reality that no one had anticipated or expected? It's obviously different for everyone, but and, you, and you're really trying to give that support. So that's not an area that we specialize in, but it's um, something that I'm kind of personally really passionate about. I qualified as a mental health first aider a couple of years ago. And so that that's just been, we've been hearing that from organizations, and that makes me feel hopeful that, mental health, which I think was already a conversation in the boardroom um, is now a kind of must-do rather than than a nice-to-do, which is great. I think the other area that um, is particularly relevant to the work that we do is around confidence, and, I, you know, when times are tough and when there's lots of things outside of your control, I think people's com- it's easier to kind of shake people's confidence and how do you help people to build their resilience how do you invest in people's um, adaptability? I do think those two things, resilience and adaptability, um, are going to become, you know, they're going to be in every job spec, I suspect, in the next um, 12 to 18 months.
0: And um, it's interesting that you talk about confidence there, because obviously, one of the things that I imagine a lot of people in, in the marketing industry and, and beyond, of course, will be struggling with at the moment is there's lots of people on furlough. There's lots of um, concerns about, you know, what jobs will come back again. There's likely to be you kind know, of redundancies. Is, things move forward and businesses sort of readjust their priorities I and mean, obviously that's a big shock for people who you know had sort of career ideas planned out and thought where they were going in their next job I mean if if people listening are one of those who are unsure about whether their job is going to survive or if they've maybe already been made redundant I mean how how can what do you think people can do to help themselves to not just see it as just a, something awful that's happened to them how can they I guess not turn it into an opportunity but how can they I guess you know make the most of it?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's hard. So firstly, don't put too much pressure on yourself is is kind of where I would start. I think sometimes um especially at the moment where there is a little bit of uh comparison culture going on with, you know, what what new skill have you learned if you've been furloughed or if you've been made redundant, how are you optimizing that time? I think you know, kind of give yourself a break to recover, re-energize, you know, kind of if you do that, then you'll be better equipped to then think about yourself, um, think about your job search, what you kind of might want to do next. So if it has just happened to you, or if you're in the midst of going through a kind of redundancy process, just recognize that it is always hard. Um, I've been through so many kind of restructures, redundancies in, in pretty much every organization I've been in. And Uh, I think I got better at navigating them, but they never become easy. They never become something you particularly enjoy. I think you just get more used to, okay, how do I make this kind of work for me? And how do I do this in a way where I can be as positive and as optimistic as possible? So I think that's the kind of first thing. And that's really a kind of mindset point. The second thing, a more practical point I'd encourage everyone to think about is, you know, people will hire you for your strengths. So if you do have time and you want to think about, um, you know, how am I going to spend that time to invest in myself? I would always start with, can you make your strengths even stronger? Um, I always recommend spend 80% of your time making your strengths stronger, 20% of your time mitigating weaknesses so they don't get in the way of doing things that you really want to do. And so, you know, if you've got a couple of strengths that, that you can then spend some time, you know, in terms of maybe you find new ways to use them. Um, new opportunities to kind of apply those strengths that's definitely always a really kind of useful and quite a practical way of, of using your time and and then also you can talk about those things so then when you're going for interviews, you can talk about yeah you know, these are the things that i'm this is where I particularly add value in any role that I do here's some really good examples and actually here's some you know extra examples perhaps in different contexts or different situations. I think if you can show that your strengths show up and stand out in as many different situations as possible, that's always kind of really useful because you're also showing that you have got that adaptability that we talked about earlier. So you're keeping your kind of strengths at your, at your core, but you're applying them in kind of different in different ways. So I think that's a really good thing to think about. I think the second thing is um, be really clear about uh, exploring possibilities rather than sticking to one exact plan. We all have um, a number of careers and roles ahead of us. Uh, And Phil Rumble once gave me some really good advice. So Phil uh, used to be marketing director for Cadbury's and he went on to found his own agency and he's now a chief executive. And I remember I was once doing that kind of dilemma thing of I wasn't sure what to do next and I was making some choices. And he just said to me, Sarah, just don't forget your next job is not your last one. And that's, I think, just really good advice. It's always really stuck with me. I don't know anyone who said Oh, the, the perfect job exists. I think you you go in and you make a job work for you. And it's as much about what you do with that role as it is about kind of what's on that initial job spec. Um, the other thing I would say is don't forget that the vast majority of job specifications, certainly that I read or that people share with me, do read a bit more like a wish list than they do a uh, job spec. And so it can be quite intimidating, especially if you're a bit low on confidence or, you know, feeling a bit shaky and then you read a job spec and you just think, I mean, who is this person who has got every single skill under the sun and, you know, is brilliant at everything. They can see the big picture and their incredible intention to detail. So just be pragmatic and, and have that perspective of, okay. This is probably, um, you know, an organization or individual has written down all the things that they would ideally look for. And and there is no ideal job, in it, but there's also no ideal perfect person. And so if you're looking at a role and thinking, okay, well, I feel confident in 60%, 70% of this, and I'm really passionate about the brand or the organization or the industry that it's in, it's always worth applying
0: If somebody, I imagine there's quite a few people in roles at the moment who were maybe thinking about leaving or were thinking they were about to get promoted and lots of these sorts of moves have been put on hold and you may be feeling a bit like you're stuck in the job that you've got at the moment because there's not as many opportunities opening up. I mean, how would you sort of suggest that people address that, I guess, finding growth within a role where maybe they feel that they were wanting to leave or had kind of got as much as they could out of it?
1: Yeah I think quite a few people will be feeling like that right now um and this this idea of feeling a, a bit stuck at least stuck in the short term and firstly I think that that is a that is a reality for some for some people right now you'd be thinking oh I was just about to hopefully get promoted to another level or perhaps I was going to go and explore something new but but I sort of don't feel like now is is the right time the first thing is if you can do any job crafting so by job crafting that's looking at your day job and working out what opportunities for growth you can find that's always a good place to start even better if you can do that with your manager because most job crafting is not just uh, doesn't just impact you it also impacts the people around you so if you're thinking you'd like to take on more accountability in a certain area or perhaps like to do a few things differently that will often have uh, consequences for kind of other people in your team so the sooner you start to think about that for yourself i think if you can identify the opportunities that you would like to explore, and then have the conversation with your manager and do it in a very explorative way. It's not about kind of dictating, well, I want my job to change um, in these three ways. And it's kind of that or nothing. It's much more about involving your manager and potentially even your peers kind of in that process because it might be that you even know that one of your colleagues would like to spend a bit of more of their time doing a bit of your job and you'd perhaps quite like to do a little bit of their job and so I think just thinking quite creatively about your current role and responsibilities and how that fits within your team is definitely the place to start. The second thing that I would do is think about okay if there's not necessarily the opportunities in your role today what other opportunities might there be in your organization or your industry. Um, so this is almost kind of, you can imagine, this is sort of the ripple effect of start with kind of the day job and then kind of move outwards in terms of um, you know, in terms of your thinking. So is there something within your organization that you could volunteer for or projects that you could get involved in? And if not, is there something in your industry, you know, perhaps this is the time to think about what networks you might want to be part of, how you could contribute to those. Again, talking about can you use your strengths in in a new or a different way, and that can give you growth in a new way. If it's kind of outside of your industry, are there charities, are there side projects, are there hobbies, are there passions that you could explore and dedicate a bit more time to that actually would really help you to stay motivated, keep learning, keep growing while you might kind of need to stay in your day job as it is today and I think if you're going to do that if you can set yourself some goals and really think about well what does success look like because it's so easy for us to all be really busy and you might think oh I'd really like to do this um, side project or more of a personal project but you it's you know you never quite find the time or you never quite get around to it whereas if you're really clear about well this is what I want to be different in three months time, or this is what success looks like for me with this personal project. I want to, you know, let's say you want to write more, you're a copywriter, you might, and you know, you could just be writing for your own kind of purposes and practicing, but you might say, I'm going to commit to writing a thousand words a week, or which is very much kind of for my own kind of personal practice. Um, and then if you can get somebody to hold you to account for that, that often really helps so that someone else knows that's what you're trying to achieve. I think just looking for as many different kind of opportunities as you can, just to keep learning and growing, um, you know, supporting other people around you, uh, mentoring other people in your organization. And and it is often helpful to remind ourselves and remember that most of us are going to be working on average now um, for 47 years. And so if it does mean we need to stay still as such for six months, nine months, honestly, within the scheme of things, that that will be okay because there will be lots of time to explore other possibilities.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sarah. I particularly like the insight of not being worried about standing still for six months when we've got a 47-year career ahead of us, even if that is a slightly scary thought. If you'd like to find out more about Sarah and her work, you should follow Amazing If on Instagram or grab a copy of the Squiggly Career book. Her weekly podcast with Helen Tupper is also well worth a listen and has just been nominated for Best Business Podcast at the British Podcast Awards. We'll be back next week with the next episode of This Much I Learned when Charlotte Rogers will be talking with former Airbnb Global Marketing Director Alex DiMizziani. You can find all our podcasts on Apple, SoundCloud and Spotify. Thanks for listening and see you next time.